0: Who doesn't love Fridays? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello there. You are listening to the Deep Roots podcast. My name is Kara Olker, certified health coach and founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. Deep Roots podcast has been created to give listeners an inside look into my health coaching business, specifically my one-on-one 90-day program, which helps my clients establish habits that serve them in developing intuition around their thoughts and gut health. I use science and logic, and I also use the power of thoughts, feelings, and intuition. Trusting your gut is not an option in my world. So let's get started. Welcome to episode four. This week brings on the discussion of energy, how you get it, keep it, and how it can be taken away. The Oxford Dictionary defines energy as the strength and vitality required for sustained physical or mental activity. That said, let's take a look at the types of physical and mental activity we can engage in, sleep, what we eat, what we drink, our careers, our hobbies, our exercise routines, our thoughts, and our feelings. It all contributes to the total amount of energy we're going to accumulate every day. And it can be confusing because we all go about our day with good intentions, so much so that we just want to do what we should do versus what feels right and brings us the most energy for ourselves. We all have listened to the advice from our family and friends based off of their take on what the news tells us on what is healthy or gives us energy, everything from coffee consumption to the amount of sleep you need to what to ingest, and even if you read directly from the news or popular articles, you're going to get conflicting information. Drinking coffee is bad for you. Drinking one to two cups a day is great for you. Sleep seven to nine hours a night. No, sleep six to eight hours. Carbs are bad for you. No, eat all the carbs, just don't eat bacon. At least, that's what we think these articles are saying. That's how we're interpreting the findings. Then we start feeling negative thoughts about ourselves, which we then interpret in a one-size-fits-all approach. For example, past studies have stated coffee can temporarily raid- raise blood pressure due to the caffeine content. As 1.5 cups can raise your blood pressure from six millimeters of mercury to eight millimeters of mercury for up to eight for up to three hours and over time your blood pressure is going to level out due to caffeine intolerance that said some people interpret this data as oh my it's going to raise my blood pressure It's going to give me heartburn and I'm going to have a heart attack or stroke or pregnant women shouldn't drink coffee at all because that's what they say and it's going to make them go into labor This brings on feelings of anxiety and shame, which you can, guess it, raise your blood pressure. But what if, instead, we just turn the conversation around and simply look at the facts, have a discussion around these facts, and understand them so that you can enjoy your life and feel healthy? I remember battling a severe, and I mean severe, case of candida about three years ago due to repeat antibiotic use. It took me about 14 months to exterminate all the candida and bad bacteria from my gut, reintroduce certain foods, then repopulate my gut with good bacteria, all with the help of my immunologist, a nutritionist, and a holistic nutritional therapist over time. The advice and information I received and just the concept of getting rid of the bacterial and yeast overgrowth in my gut ranged from antifungals and the candida diet to the elimination diet to antimicrobials. And even this information varied. Uh, Some believed rice was fine to ingest while on the diet, while others were appalled at the thought. The nutritionist I went to, who was very knowledgeable by the way, looked at Candida as something studied and not personally struggled with. I felt that what she knew about Candida was from the one size fits all approach of the Candida diet, Backed by the ideology of the American diet. It all looked good on paper, and the basic foundation of nutrition was essential to practice. However, after all of this going back and forth of what I needed to do versus what I felt was right for me really took a toll on my energy. What I felt I could eat that day that wouldn't wreck my body might have been fish with a lot of greens, some olive oil. And a few carrots, and that still wouldn't be enough energy for me. I would be tired, hungry. My blood sugar seemed as though it was hanging from a string of a carrot. Other times, that would be more than enough, and I could just keep going all day. And coffee, figuring that out on whether or not it would hurt me or help me was beyond anxiety inducing. Coffee can have mold in it, depending on what you buy. So for the longest time, I was afraid to drink coffee, but I wasn't eating enough fiber because I couldn't eat fiber while I was in the extermination phase of getting rid of candida. I would get so constipated in the process. So one day I just decided to give coffee a try again, and the caffeine did give me a bit of a boost, but I also was able to eliminate properly and consistently for the first time in a very long time. Once I was able to eliminate, I was able to pass the waste and the candida I was eliminating from my body and between my diet and the antimicrobials I was taking, which produced more energy. From there, I was able to figure out what worked for me and what didn't. I refuted the opinions of studies and looked at the facts of these studies. To this day, I still look at everything I ingest as protein, fats, carbs, fiber, nutrients. As long as I have all of these in each meal, I know I will not only have the energy to keep going about my day, but I'll also be able to eliminate and sleep better. Everyone has their own story around wellness, and when you trace it back far enough, your wellness story will more than likely be rooted in the gut. This goes back to my original podcast episode where I talked about how the thoughts you think are going to either put you in the mindset of fight and flight or rest and digest. Seeking out energy sources to keep you going to survive is not going to properly cultivate your gut microbiome. But taking time before, during, and after the moments of stress to trust yourself think problems through, and execute is going to allow your gut microbiome to flourish, your digestion to be optimal, your sleep patterns to be more steady, your body is going to physically be more alert and be able to move with ease, and you're going to feel more motivated to do what you love to do. Key factors to consider when optimizing your energy are the following. Sleep, diet, exercise, and stress management. Sleep definitely increases energy, which helps facilitate proper digestion, and it's a good indicator of what else you may need in your life. We all have a magic number. Some people swear they can only function off of five hours of sleep at night. Others say eight or nine. Find your number and stick to it every night. Are your thoughts keeping you up at night? What about your kids? Are they keeping you up at night? what about your pets? (laughs) We all have external factors that prevent us from getting our ideal amounts of sleep at night. If your ideal amount of sleep is seven to eight hours and you're only getting four to five due to having to work late and getting up early or being with your kids at night or you have severe anxiety, find a way to get that extra sleep or even some relaxation during the day. Take a nap during your lunch break if you're able The bottom line is if you're able, if you need to reset by getting proper sleep on a consistent basis, robbing yourself of that is depriving yourself of energy and setting yourself up to physically, mentally, and emotionally run yourself into the ground due to consistent or constantly being in survival mode. Diet, of course, is crucial to maintaining energy and proper gut health. Everything from what you drink and eat to how you drink and eat. There isn't one type of diet that works for everyone, and the food manufacturers love to tell you to buy their products that may or may not be filled with preservatives and promise energy and weight loss. Regardless, the whole notion of eating whole fruits, proteins, and veggies can hardly be disputed. A good portion of my health coaching business addresses the retraining of what's been conditioned to think as healthy. And to be honest, it goes beyond eating whole fat versus low fat and more like defining what my clients, with my clients, what deprivation and overindulging means to them, which actually extends beyond physical fullness. It's more like putting yourself on the keto or paleo diets because everyone else is on them or eating processed carbs and desserts all the time because you're afraid of learning how to cook. There are times where you limit proteins, fats, or carbs, or even increase these macronutrients based on your workouts or nutritional needs. But cutting them out or overindulging out of fear is going to make you more prone to repeating this behavior long term, which cuts down on your energy and your ability to move throughout the day and recharge at night. So what's the solution? Eat out of curiosity, not fear or longing, and get to know how to include proportionate amounts of macronutrients into your diet by researching what proteins, fats, and carbs are and how they are metabolized in the body. If you're still unsure, reach out to a nutritionist, a nutritional therapist, or a health coach. We're all trained and educated to sift through the fear and misinformation and get to which foods fuel you. What, fu- what fuels people physically varies person to person as well. We all have varied athletic abilities and preferences. Some people love lifting weights, while other- others prefer body weight exercises or yoga or walking or running there's so much shame in today's world behind exercise, what types we should engage in and how often. However, what's most effective is a few things. One, knowing any type of movement in your day is vital in regulating your metabolism, digestion, and sleep cycles. Two, picking any type of movement that you love and serves a purpose in your day. And three, Sticking to this type of movement and exercise consistently. You like hitting the gym four times a week because it feels good and your goal is to have developed muscles or lose weight? Awesome. You love taking daily walks around your neighborhood and practice yoga four times a week? Perfect. Riding your bicycle with a cycle club is more your speed and you ride at least 50 miles a week? Wow, go for it. The key is to push yourself in a good way and push your energy to good use. Not to use all of it up or risk energy or an illness. Ever exercise until you puke? That's not a badge of honor. That's you abusing your body. Listen to your gut, and your gut will listen to you. Lastly, stress management is the the behind-the-scenes Behind the scenes, key to maintaining a healthy level of energy because it's essentially the mindset you're choosing to have while going about your day. Stress management includes a lot of things, but the key elements are taking time to breathe and think clearly, making sense of your thoughts, and doing activities you enjoy that aren't solely exercise. It recharges you, allows you to direct and redirect your purpose. And it helps you tap into your inner intuition. If you can't manage your own stress, you can't hardly recharge enough to be there for others or contribute personally or professionally. What thoughts do you want to digest? What feelings do you want to consume you? If you think you aren't enough, feelings of hopelessness and distrust in yourself are going to consume you and transform into depression and physical illness not very energy producing if you ask me, but if you think you're a capable human being able to love, support, and be supported, you're going to feel whole and complete. You're going to have that energy to achieve what you want and need to achieve in your life. And it's also important to know that when you do have moments of these negative feelings to consume you that You don't allow shame to live there. You address it, and you then know that you are enough, and you move forward with all of it. Are you still unsure about what gives you energy in your life? That's okay. Everyone in their news outlet uh, and their grandma (laughs) has ideas on exact tasks, and activities we need to partake in in order to produce optimal energy, I would like to suggest you take out a piece of paper and create two columns. and one, you're going to list everything that comes to mind and which gives you energy. and the other, you're going to list everything that takes your energy away. These lists will include your thoughts, your feelings, activities, errands, hobbies, types of exercise, overall interests, career choice, and everything else in between. Do not give yourself any judgment. Truly go with what pops into your mind and write what speaks to you. Maybe in your list that gives you energy, you'll write down yoga, and you'll feel really strongly about this. Then in your list and what takes it away, you write down running. Trust me, this is your gut talking. Write it down with no shame and know that... If your husband, friend, sibling were to write down their own list, what they find gives them energy will more than likely be what take your takes yours away. Or maybe it is similar, and that's fine. If you need clarity on how to incorporate habita- hab- habits that produce more energy for you throughout the day, don't hesitate to reach out to a trusted friend, counselor, or health coach. My personal approach to my intuition in regards to getting support is, I don't need you to tell me what I need to do. I need you to support me in my path to finding out what I need to do and how to do it in a way that serves me. My podcasts are going to continue to release every week. And I'm going to continue to cover elements of my one on one 90 day program that is founded on the concepts of acting out of fear versus abundance and what serves you. I also encourage you to reach out and let me know what else you'd like me to talk about. What moves you? What speaks to you? What serves you? Also, don't be shy please visit me at www.deepenroots.com. for more details on my health coaching business and the coaching services I offer. I'm also on Facebook under Deepen Roots Health Coaching and Kara underscore the underscore health underscore coach on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time. Bye.